What's going on, everyone? It's your boy, Noob Dad Gamer, and welcome to the latest episode of the Noob Dad Gamer podcast. I hope everybody is doing well and safe. And before I begin, please don't forget to comment, like, share, and subscribe to my podcast channel and help me grow my fan base organically. My next guest is a very interesting specimen. He is a fine young man from Iraq who happens to be a successful orthopedic surgeon and a man with many interesting talents. But most of all, he's a gamer. What's the correlation between someone whose passion is advanced medicine and gaming? I explore this unique and unlike trait with my next guest, Tariq Jawad. All right, so T, thank you so much, brother. Um, so the interesting topic of this podcast is the fact that there are uh, two things that uh, I have never in my life encountered, even though I've known you for what, more than 12 years now? I think so, yeah. Yeah, like no. 12 years, yeah. or 12, 13 years, I think now. So until today, I am surprised that I meet somebody who is uh, one of the world's uh, renowned doctors in Germany. <laughs> uh, not that, not that far, my friend. <laughs> a, a world-renowned doctor and a gamer. Look yes, at sir. that. How did that happen? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's start with uh, your medical experience. So uh, the, the, the obvious uncomfortable question in every interview, Tariq, tell us about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, uh, like you said, I'm a gamer. I'm an orthopedic surgeon and I'm your friend. What that's, is all that <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. So what, what does an uh, orthopedic surgeon do? So basically we fix uh, any injuries to bones, ligaments, muscles. That's our job. So this is, and okay, like, you just do the surgery. Do you do any consultation services? Do you? Yeah. So at the hospital, of course, if someone comes in the ER, we see them. If they have a break or, or a ligament tear, we, we schedule them for an operation. We do the post-op care as well. We do the physiotherapy plan. And then also if any other um, departments in the hospital need a consult, they give us a call and we go and check them out. Oh, and also, also, if there are any work injuries, we have to take care of that as well. Okay, is that why you decided so to go? Is that why you decided to go to Germany? No, I heard Germany when I was looking for places for orthopedic surgery. Everyone in my in my field told me that Germany was the best place. So I decided I wanted to learn from the best. So I booked a flight, learned the language. The rest is history. <laughs> and basically, you left me alone for seven years. Okay, well, well done. Uh, <laughs> nine years, but <laughs> nine years, <laughs> nine years. T, oh is this something that you wanted to do when you were a kid? Is that something that you found passion for? Yeah, I think yeah, doctor was always something I wanted. I always wanted to be something like that. I could help people and, and be useful. Orthopedics. I didn't really know it was orthopedics until I was in my internship year, in my sixth year of medicine. We do like after five years of study. We do one year of internship where they rotate you between all the different departments. And I just fell in love with orthopedics when I, when I did it. So it was a lot of fun. Okay. You know me, when I lock on, I'm pretty stubborn. So that's, I stuck to it. That's true. You roundhouse, you roundhouse kick everything, man. That's good. That's yes, good. Sir. Uh, yes, spe sir. Speaking of roundhouse kick, you're also a Taekwondo fighter. Yes. I was um, back in the day, I was the UAE national champ in my uh, under 82 kilo weight class. I've been training Taekwondo since. 2001 and uh, i love it it's my favorite martial art i've trained also kickboxing uh shaolin kung fu sanda and my brother also does uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu we just got promoted to blue belt so shout out to my brothers yeah 
So it's amazing. So basically, you your passion is to break bones, and then you like to fix them afterwards. Yeah, one stop <laughs> shop. We do everything here. <laughs> so listen, like if I was to tell you, what's your like ten year or what's the long term future for you? What's what's the vision that you want to accomplish in your medical career? Basically, I'll gather experience, and I want to work a lot with the athletes because, as you as you already know, I love martial arts, so I want to be a doctor for the for for mixed martial arts or for any martial artists out there and uh, basically I'll treat those sports injuries and I can train at the same time and be a good life that's true that's true break bones fix yes, bones sir. that should be yes, that, sir. that should be that should be your tagline i fix i break <laughs> I, I break no one will show up if i break bones first <laughs> <laughs> i break them and then fix them <laughs> <laughs> now jumping on to gaming okay i know that you're yes, a pop cult i know that you're a pop culture fan and you're a gamer yes, 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 so uh, tell us a little bit about that. So how did you and when did you discover that you're uh, an, an annoying player? Uh, sorry, an annoying gamer, a, a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, ever since I was a kid, my parents bought me the Atari when it came out. I got addicted to that. And then my, we got the Sega Mega Drive 2. And then after that, the PlayStation 1. And it's been Sony ever since, man. Oh, and no recently, last, a couple of years ago, we bought the, my first uh, Xbox. And then recently, you've got me into League of Legends as well. On your on your stream? Yes, after yes, after th after three years of practically begging you. <laughs> yeah, I was a hardcore console gamer until you 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 broke down the walls and, and made me go get into League of Legends. <laughs> Finally, all right. Let me let me understand this. Okay, basically, um, the three things that you do in your life require extreme amount of dedication, focus, commitment, knowledge. How do you? You know, how do you practically juggle between all three? Like, you know, if you're a Taekwondo fighter, it requires a lot of training, a lot of focus, a lot of meditation, whatever it is. And then if you're doing your medicine, you know, that requires also, a, you know, that your own homework. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Tell me, like, I don't know anything about medicine. Do you just come back from work and be like, ah, oh, well, I had a long day, you know, and then that's it. You <laughs> unwind and then you watch TV and that's it. Or is there something no, that I you wish, do? I wish that was a thing. Med school. We used to study like all day in uni and then most of the time you have to study a bit after, but most of like most universities crunch time is like a couple of weeks before exams. But during work, like the residency and work, you always have to study after work. You have to review because you always learn something new every day. It's never ending in medicine. You're always learning something new. And every time, no matter how experienced a surgeon is, if they have an operation coming up, they always have to prepare beforehand, read up again, recheck the steps and then everything goes well hopefully so it's a never-ending thing and the thing is if you ever want to like you said juggle between things you just have to schedule your time and if you're able to do that like during university come back from from uni and then uh, three days a week in the beginning and then later was every day spend two hours for for training just dedicate it and if you really organize your time everything works out time management is the universal code for everything yes sir yes sir go to uni come back relax study if i have to go to training, come back, game with you guys, and then go to sleep. So does anybody from your workplace know that you're a crazy-ass funky gamer? Yes, they all know, because I make sure they know. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure that they know. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they all know. Uh, I'm, I'm into gaming, I'm into superheroes, and they know uh, my love for movies. They know that I schedule my trips back just to coincide coincidentally with the movies. <laughs> come out. I want to say this, that anything that's done it has its advantages and disadvantages it depends on how it's done if you do it right it will benefit you if you do it wrong it'll it'll hurt you so gaming 
you want to do the pros or the cons first when it comes to medicine? Whichever you want, man. Whichever you want. All right, let's do the cons first so that we can end on a good note. The cons is if you game all day and you don't exercise, don't move around, you live a very sedentary lifestyle, you're at risk for, 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 over, for overeating or weight gain. You're at risk for diabetes. You're at risk for cardiovascular diseases. So if someone overdoes it, doesn't move, of course, that's a bad thing. But as long as someone controls it or at least moves around every now and then, if they're having a long session, that should be fine. And make sure you're, you're exercising and, and uh, eating right outside of gaming. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't be a problem. Now, the, the pros of gaming. There are two pros, the physical and the mental. The physical pros, you got um, hand-eye coordination. And they even did a study. They found that surgeons that game are 30% faster and make 30% less mistakes in operations. So that's a big, a big con for me. That's, I always use that excuse whenever I'm uh, operating because I like to do uh, arthroscopic surgeries. So basically, I put my instruments in a, in a joint, for example, a knee, and then I look up at the screen and I, I do my work. So it's basically like a video game. So that uh, video game, like gaming, has helped me with my, with my operations a bit. So, so there's an advantage there. The second, um, video games, it's, they did other studies where they see people who are active mentally they're at a lower chance of getting Alzheimer's and dementia later in life. And they related that very closely to, to people who like to game. They meet with their friends, they play chess. I'm sure when we get older, it'll also be like online games and stuff like that. And the third, which also um, uh, reduces the risk of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and dementia, all that stuff. I don't know about Parkinson's, but dementia and Alzheimer's is that the biggest factor that reduces it is people who have um, strong social circles. And nowadays we know that through gaming, you like you talk to your friends every day, you have strong social connections. Like I talk with you almost every day when we game. So that's that's the major advantage of gaming, medically speaking. So you it's know, got my stamp of approval. I, well, so wait, hold on a second. So you're not saying this because there's some sort of biases. I mean, this is actually verified yeah. studies. Yeah, studies are verified. Like if all these people who live to a very old age, high 90s, are, uh, they always say that the secret is always to have to be very social. Because if they, all these people that live alone and they have no social interaction, they're more at risk for dementia and Alzheimer's. But if we're always like shouting at each other to help support or help bot lane, there's the, I think the <laughs> chance of that is going to be very low. And uh, it's good. It's good. It keeps you mentally active. It uh, keeps you like. Um, May, it helps you think more dynamically. You always have to think of new solutions when you're gaming. It's not like a, a limited rule set. It's very, it's very good for you mentally. All right. So, so I recommend it. So doctor, according to your diagnosis, what would you say is the fine line that would separate between healthy gaming and unhealthy gaming? Not overdoing it. Like not spending all day just sitting and gaming and not moving around. Like if you're a gaming, like an average game of... of uh, Let's say I play Apex Legends. That's that's one of those battle royale games, or we play League of Legends. Um, that's the MOBA game. Like an average game takes like 20, 30 minutes, maybe even less. So um, between games, just get around, take a couple of steps around, make sure you're eating right outside of it, and make sure you exercise. Because if you have enough time to game for a few hours a day, then there's no excuse. You have to have at least like enough time to to train at least half an hour, an hour a day. But what or if- at least two. Three days a week. But what if you're playing games? Like, for example, when I when you remember when Arkham Knight first came out, 
I was yeah. glued. I was glued to my screen, bro. I wanted to finish. Same. I needed to know how the story ended. Same. And, Same. and and there were chapters in the game where I kept on losing, and, and I had to figure out why am I losing so I can you know continue yeah. with the game. That's 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 okay as long as you control your your diet outside of it, and also like I said, every half an hour, even while you're gaming, you can just stand up and walk around because everything's wireless now when you're playing console games. Just walk around a bit, move your legs, get the blood flowing. Everything should be good. If you're playing League of Legends, you can do that while while your screen is loading between each game. Just get up, just move a little bit, do like a couple of squats, get the blood flowing. There's always a way to move. There's always a way to stay healthy. You know, that's interesting because I had no idea that there was um, a health benefit. Does it surprise a lot of your colleagues that you're a gamer? No, not that much. Actually, I've gotten a few of my colleagues into gaming. I okay. got the, the head consultant to uh, help convince him to buy a switch for his kids and now he games with his kids he likes mario kart and all that stuff and uh some of my friends also they bought a ps and uh, they're slowly getting into it i don't know why but i picture all of these head of medical departments as just a bunch of old dudes with glasses and they're, they're, they're always, <laughs> yeah, the they're always grumpy from, usually, usually the heads are from uh, the older generation because they want more experienced guys but in a few years, you'll see the new heads of the department are all, all the same guys as us. Listen, let me ask you a question. It's really interesting. You know, when in the workplace, you always have that department, which is considered like the, the geeky, nerdy, lame department, you know, like, oh, this yes. is, oh, yeah, this is rough from IT. Oh, you know, IT people are. Yeah. So do you guys have that kind of thing in the, in the medical department? And who are they? <laughs> yeah, with us, with us, uh, the surgeons are, are usually like the jocks. Like they're, they're always the chillest guys usually. Okay. Uh, and it, from the surgeons, the orthopedic surgeons are usually the 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 coolest. I'm biased when I say that because I'm an orthopedic surgeon, but uh, yeah, we're we're the most chilled out of all the all the surgeons. And then the nerdiest guys are all the internal medicine guys because they're the ones that have to uh, know all the medicines and their interactions and all. Like their their treatment isn't like us. Like I fix people with my hands basically, and medicine like medications come secondary. But but the internal medicine guys. All their treatment is is uh, is using their heads, so they're the nerdiest. And then from the internal medicine guys, I guess like probably the neurologists are the the nerdiest of them all. If I have to guess, but well, I, I don't usually work with them. So <laughs> wow, even in medicine, you guys have turf, yeah. turf wars. Yes, sir. What is your assessment assessment of the current situation with all the COVID cases coming up and everybody's freaking out? Um, people get sick left, right, and center. They don't know. If they have COVID or it's just a seasonal flu, what what do you make out well, of it? Look, in the beginning, we didn't know what COVID was. And um, I'm not a pulmonologist. So I just know as much as any average doctor knows because uh, more on the surgical side. They say surgeons are, are um, all doing and no thinking and the internal medicine are all thinking and no doing. <laughs> so there's a little bit of truth in that. But what I know about COVID in the beginning, we didn't know what it was. We saw it was very very infectious the death rate was very low but because of how infectious it is it still caused a lot of deaths but thankfully now most of the world is vaccinated we had to wait a while for the vaccine it came out there was some resistance but most people took it now so now when someone gets covid it's not as scary as it was before and um it'll come and it'll come and go again in, in waves but uh, this it'll never be as bad as it was before and even if you notice after most people got vaccinated even the mutations aren't as scary as they were before so now all these newest mutations uh, are pretty easily taken care of. So even in our, our hospital, 
If there's enough patients with COVID, we open an extra ward. We call it the COVID ward, where all the COVID patients are. But even we've had to shut that down because the number of patients for COVID have been, in my city at least, has gone down, thankfully. But, people but in are- a metropolis like Dubai, I'm sure there's still, still a bunch. But everyone there is vaccinated, or most, most people are vaccinated. So it should be okay. I think the worst is behind us now. I think we are. I think we are 100% uh, vaccinated here in Dubai, which is good. Alhamdulillah. And yeah, this is uh, this is one yeah. of the this is one of the never, blessings. There's never anything in life that's 100%. But I think Dubai is as close as you can get. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into like a dark, uh, doomish uh, conversation. People are still afraid. Um, mm. Do you do, do you think uh, you know? Is is do you think that fear is justified? And how can somebody sort of like I I know you cannot ask somebody bluntly. Hey, listen, you need to overcome your fear. But like, what are yeah, some of the things? Yeah, you can't just tell them not to be afraid. The thing is, is, is if, if you're vaccinated, you're young, you're healthy, you got your three doses, you should be fine. If you're still worried, then then uh, you can just keep doing the the precautionary procedures that you were doing before, masks, this social distancing, and it won't hurt you. You'll still be fine. A lot of people I know they complained about the masks thing. But uh, as doctors in the workplace, we still have to wear masks. We never stopped wearing masks. So I wear a mask at least eight hours a day. So it's not like I was used to it before because when we operate, we also wear masks. But now I just wear it even when we're not operating. So as long as you keep washing your hands, keep, if you're worried, keep your mask on, you'll be fine. Just make sure you get your, your proper vaccinations. And uh, I think three doses is the recommendation now. And you should be fine. And you just know, don't go uh, breathe in anyone's face in a nightclub if you're scared, and you'll be you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Listen, you know, as long as uh, everybody stays safe, inshallah, God will protect us. We'll watch over us, yeah. and inshallah, we will yeah. overcome through this. Um, T, you said you started off with the Tari. It's it's interesting because I started off with the Tari as well. What was the game that you, you played the most in the Tari? Do you remember? Oh man, I don't even think those games had names. It was just like fifty games in one disc or something. And then Sega came out. We played Sonic on that a lot. A uh, couple of alien shooters. And then on the PlayStation 1, we played all the Pandemonium games, Jurassic Park games. And then PlayStation 2, I think, is when we started with our Tekken life. And I've been addicted to Tekken ever since. It was Tekken 3. It. It, it was Tekken 3. That's when I started my... Yeah, uh, that's my... where everyone started. Tekken 3 became worldwide. You know, I wonder all the time, why was it Tekken 3 that started off this, this, the sensation for towards Tekken? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, the movesets were so cool. The characters were cool. That's when they introduced Jin as well. And uh, Huarang was my main. Is still my main. And um, yeah, the graphics at the time were just way different than what we're used to. So it just blew everyone's mind. So then we all got addicted. Huarang, the most overrated, um, annoying champ. I mean, the best, the best, best Tekken player of all time. <laughs> so Tekken was your first fighting game? No, before Tekken, it was uh, probably Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2. Oh, really? So until you started off with Street Fighter 2? Yeah, Ryu was my first my first uh, martial arts role model was Ryu. I know my first fighting game was Mortal Kombat, Nintendo 64. That explains a lot about your personality. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that explains all the, the rage and anger that I have in my life. Yeah, I know. Yes, sir. It's kind of disappointing. Now that Mortal Kombat was was mind blowing as kids. Also, we all loved it. I'm surprised that it my parents. Very... I'm, I'm surprised that my parents even allowed me to play that game. I don't think they knew what was in that game. I, I think it's because they probably didn't know the, the the. I didn't know the finishing the finish moves, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was that was the game that created the the rating system for video games in general. It was Mortal Kombat that uh, 
that forced people to come up with the 18 or 12 or PG rating for video games. It caused like a big uh, uproar in the community back in the day. Has there has Mortal Kombat in any way helped you improve your diagnosis of uh, <laughs> bone, bone, certain bone surgeries? Yeah. On, the other, on the other hand, man, like after lowering all like the treatments necessary for every single break, when I see Mortal Kombat, it hurts even more now when I see all the fatalities. Because <laughs> even like the, the special moves mid-game, like I see it, I'm like, man, there's no way they're still fighting after that injury. <laughs> X-ray moves. It hurts me physically watching it, but, but it's still fun. <laughs> when the bone breaks and goes through your pancreas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they break someone's bone, then he just gets up and continues fighting. I'm like, what kind of <laughs> indie movie stuff is happening? Now, as we conclude towards our like to, to towards the ending of our conversation, T, let me ask you a question. Are you married? No, sir. <laughs> no, but it's interesting that you're. Uh, how old are you now? Thirty six. Thirty six. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got ourselves a thirty six. No, we didn't. We ain't got shit, ladies and gentlemen. Don't. <laughs> we got ourselves a thirty six eligible bachelor who, who who is from Iraq. Who's got a Canadian oh, passport? And he's now studying. the passport is important now, I guess. And and he's a Taekwondo fighter. Can roundhouse kick any anyone, anywhere, anytime, any place. It took a turn for the worst. And uh, <laughs> is a fine looking is a fine looking uh, orthopedic. Was that orthopedic? Yeah, orthopedic surgeon. Yes, sir. And uh, ladies out there, la- ladies out there. Let's say that. In some distant future, which I hope that it'll be in the within within this year that you do get married. Let me ask you a question, T. How are you, Mister Perfect Man, going to balance between Taekwondo, medicine, gaming, and the fact that you have a wife and potentially many, 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 many children? Well, I have no clue, man. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. I'm sure uh, everything's gonna have to take a little bit, like I'll do a little bit less of everything else. If, uh, if a lady joins uh, joins the team, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, oh, that's a new player joins. New player joining. Yes. <laughs> uh, T, bro, man, thank you so much, Habibi. I really appreciate no it. No problem, man. Uh, Been a pleasure. All the best for you. Inshallah, you get to come here as soon as possible. Uh, to, again, to all the girls out there, just DM me, send me stop, all the DMs. Stop with the girl thing, man. You're <laughs> screwing my life.